0: I almost hit leave meeting, which I've done twice before. So um, so here's the, the the fun part. I get to sit here having seen something that is only for certain eyes so far, that is very hush-hush VIP, but eventually will be released to the world. But I got a little taste today, Mr. Kitsch, of uh, a certain appearance in a certain video that you've made.
1: Oh, <laughs> okay i didn't know what you're talking about yes okay so you got something in in the mail i would imagine i did
0: i got something in the mail today which led me down a path that ended in the most delightful little uh video appearance by by our old uh kitsch and nipples rose
1: yeah i can't wait to be able to to post and share that little infomercial but uh I don't know how open all that stuff is, but I guess for the listeners here, there's not that many people that listen, right? Let's be honest, there's 200 people in the grotto that maybe listen to this. Slime Sunday's got a drop coming up, obviously, on OpenSea, and we, me and Naples Roosk and some other friends of ours helped him uh, film the trailer there. So, uh,
0: my first paying gig as a model, so (laughs) it was awesome. Uh, Yeah, no, it's a delight, and and, uh, I didn't realize that we have breaking news here. So we we've broken the news of this very hush hush drop. So something's happening. Me. I won't tell you what it is.
1: There's a there's a lot of aspects to it, but uh
0: I'll, I'll keep that on the wraps. But um this week we really just sort of settled back into a normal let's run a schedule. Let's run it all the way through. Okay. Um, no drop announcements, no no surprises, no twists, no turns. And it was good, right? I think it was good to get just sort of back into the swing of a typical grotto. Yeah, it was nice. There was a date night mixed in there, though, right? Well, yeah. And date nights are just going to become a part of our lives now. Um, And you never know when they're going to sneak up on you. Uh, They're not something you can plan for. But, you know, um, we're going to see. We're going to see how that plays. We obviously have a lot of people who are, are missing out.
1: Yeah, I still believe really, I really have Jones. two girlfriends. Yeah, You've got girlfriends. You haven't dated tateless.
0: yet. Okay, so far about half of the, the, the girlfriends have gone out for at least one date. But the idea that, that we have people who don't have girlfriends who are very anxious to have them, which is very funny to me. I keep, every time somebody's like, I need one," I need, what, I do say, you realize that this is set up to cost you. <laughs> They're like, please let me spend my money.
1: I mean, <laughs> I haven't seen it happen yet to me, so I don't know. Oh, it's got to be see, good at some right. point. Turn it into a three amazing spin. thing is
0: three spins of the wheel, and all three have come up on the cheapest possible option for that night, which just tells you that the longer you go without hitting one, you're gonna it's gonna get very very costly. Are there base cards on any of those? So far, we haven't seen any, but mm-hmm. if you were paying attention to the to the uh, screen sharing you would have seen that there are at least six different columns with six different setups. I have them uh, Covered up so you can't see them um, In fact, I wasn't going to do on Monday. I was not going to do the one I did Saturday, but I'd forgotten to move over the, <laughs> the cover so we just did it again Amazing. <laughs> but um but Yeah, it's a fun little thing. It's it, we it, we have so much going on that even though for a couple of weeks, it was sort of the obsession and the focus um you know it really i'm I'm trying to say hey let's understand that there is so much going on that we don't need to obsess over any given thing right now that's kind of the take i have
1: yeah Uh, i mean other other things going on i believe um there's some contracts coming to an end for people that had one-year deals right
0: right yeah and so so the way that works is uh, obviously until we we move into the actual season 10 um, there was a window of time where franchises could negotiate exclusively with their their departing uh, free agents, right? So that window closed today. So now anybody, uh, you know, the, the, I, right now I, I imagine the phone is ringing off the hook uh, from some people. Um, and others are sitting there quietly staring at the phone, uh, watching their coffee grow cold or something. But, um, but either way, it, it now, now we're moving into sort of... To starting tomorrow which is a Friday we're recording this a little early because of a fucking wedding um, imagine that but but we're uh, we're gonna open up the, the doors to, to some more free agents. We'll see we'll see who comes in so all that said it's just sort of business as usual We don't have any real new highlights or any new mechanics or anything like that but what we do have this is a first um, we have a guest with us where I'm here this isn't a replacement. Uh, we get to, to bring in one of my favorite people in the grotto, uh, and of course the, the, uh, the world-famous FOMO boy joins us. Uh, so thank you for joining us, FOMO. So um, this is the first threesome. <laughs> oh, shit, you're right. Well, yeah, no, it is. Um, technically, the first time we, we even met was you, me, and Larry, but Larry doesn't do a fucking thing. He just sat in the corner crying softly. <laughs> so I guess I guess we we tried. We tried to have a threesome the first time, but um, but, yeah, no, this is great. and and we've got fomo on. Uh, I wanted to to really start just occasionally bringing in a collector to sort of give their take, give their impression. there everybody, I say this all the time that not only do we have all these autonomous franchises that are run their own ways, but specific specific collectors really have their own reasons for being in the project and their own approaches to it. And for me, FOMO boy brings one of the, the more unique approaches to it. Um, and, and it's just important to me that we, we sort of highlight that we, we we walk through it and we're also going to be talking, um, as we go about a really special project that he's putting together that that he's brought me in for, for a, a bit of engagement on it. And so we'll get there, but, but FOMO, um, why don't you tell us how long you've been involved in the project? When did you come hmm. in for the first time? And, and what, was, what was that initial entry like compared to what it is for you today? Hey, um, I came in in early July.
2: And uh, I, was in, I, saw, I saw your artwork kind of pass through the hen, wet. you know, at, you know it's just the thing, I could see the artwork coming through, buying it, being bought and, and sold. And I didn't know what to make of it. I didn't know if it was some outsider art thing or some crazy person. I didn't know if it was being earnest or completely ironic. I didn't know what the intent of it was. It was somebody doing their own thing, obviously. It wasn't derivative of anything going on at the time. And I was intrigued, but I didn't want to participate. And then a few weeks later, early July, I said, I got to I got to do this. So I bought some of the monsters. And I, <laughs> I realized at that point that you sort of, it was gamified, you had to like, you really had to participate, you had to fill out forms. I think my first, my first participation was actually X is number one. And, you know, I didn't want to work. I didn't want to do any work. You know, I just wanted to collect. I wanted to buy and sell, because that's what I do in real life. I'm an art dealer. And um, I realized I had to be part of some sort of project or a community. But to be honest, I was kind of ghost-like until the franchise era began. Because at that point, you couldn't afford to kind of work in the shadows and do your own thing and and um, that really changed things for me and for the better. I'm real and that I'm really on board now. Well, I now was on board. Pretty...
0: yeah, go ahead. No, no, it's it's funny that that you were in the shadows, yeah, as you say. Yeah. And you were and yet I was very aware of you. Right? Mm-hmm. And we would occasionally have a little interchange very early on we had we had some exchanges do you remember the first one i'm trying to remember i know it it quickly entered into the question of physicals in that in the first one i said hi
2: threes i'd like to buy chuck hinton and you gave me the price and i balked at the price and you politely you politely told me that what your work was worth and, and basically you know, told me to go fuck myself in the most polite way possible. <laughs> and, and I regret not buying that piece for, I don't know, 1500 or $1,800. But you know what I did with that money? I bought a bunch of monsters. Okay. And I bought a bunch of NFTs. So in a parallel universe, I would have bought that physical and not participated in the project, but I decided to invest that money in series two and three. And
0: uh, and here we are. That's that's interesting. I hadn't put that together. That because there there was a there was a moment where you you all I think you almost agreed. I think you said that you know let me think about this. Okay, this sounds reasonable. And then some days went by, Mm -hmm. and I think I said to you, "Okay, this is going to be your last chance because (laughs) I'm not going to sell these things now." And I told you that you could, and we sort of came to an agreement. And you said, "Okay, I'll pass." And you know that was it. That was the last time that I let anybody even have a a chance again, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Especially the, the 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 originals. The you know the threesies is a bit different now that we're opening that door. But but hard and fast, I had let one escape, which I've regretted oh, every day since. Who got that? Uh, That would have been Flower Boy. Yeah. And you know why he got it? Because he paid. (laughs) (laughs) If he had not come through with the money, I would have said, sorry, windows closed. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, famously, Fuck Render wanted to buy his. And we agreed on a price and then he didn't pay. Uh, And then he came back again and I upped the price and he agreed and he didn't pay and he came back a third time and I said sorry Charlie it's over
2: um, That's so, a so
0: story so the the x copy uh, from series 2 did did make its way out into the world okay okay. Um, okay but but yeah I didn't realize that's that's really interesting to me that and it makes perfect sense right especially where you're coming from if you had if you had taken possession of that physical it almost maybe would have closed that chapter for you yeah,
2: uh, that's, that's what I'm used to. You know, I'm an art dealer, of physical art, and I was very new to the NFT space then, probably only three months, and I couldn't wrap my head around, you know, getting, jumping right into a project. But I did, and, and it, it all worked out really nicely. I'm really happy well, where we are right now.
0: Well, and so, so just a little backstory on, on the way you grew into this. Like you said, you were a ghost. You were not in the grotto. You weren't. You weren't chirping up. If if really pinned down and called out for exclusive comment that we needed, you may come in and say, "Here's the answer to the thing you need from me." On rare occasions, but it wasn't wasn't engagement. It wasn't there. Um, but like I said, you and I, I would reach out and I would say, "You know, this is happening. You want to consider this? Have you thought about doing this?" And so you were participating, really pretty early on because you missed that first series series two, but then you were on board by the time the X's came along for the third series, you were, you were definitely in You were you know, it's funny enough that your first participation was the first ever form. Right. Is that right? That's the first Yeah. We didn't need the forms because I hadn't locked down drops until the botters got us, mm-hmm. which came on Ron Klein, the final monster. Right. Oh. And so, so you came in, you start with forms. So that's a part of your life, but right away, you got some inserts, okay. Uh, you were, you know, and you moved basically s- dipping your toes in, dipping your toes in. And by the time we get to, I believe, the, the John's, right? The Buddy Bradford's, you put in a decent size order. The biggest, the, time, the biggest, and one. the biggest order. That's right. The five. What, how many did you get? Do you 400. 400. 400. 400. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you have still an awful lot of those. 286. (laughs) I don't (laughs) know. Who's counting? Where did that number come from? Yeah, who's counting? (laughs) Um, Which is remarkable, given for those who who are, you know, new to the the conversation. There were 5,555 Johns, and we're down to 1,200, okay? So you have a huge chunk of them, okay? You've got 20% of the, the extant population. Um, I have eleven thing. to put it into perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Not many people have even eleven at this point. So, um, but it just goes to show that you were you were understanding that there were certain moments that required some a- action. Now, if I recall, and correct me if I'm wrong, you balked a little bit at Marlena's. Mm, there's many
2: moments leading up to franchise era where my interest waned or I balked or I was busy. Yeah, um, no, the Marlenas I I didn't um, balk, but I was shorthanded for um, blue and reds, red inserts to create them. What I really regret is Valentine's. I was really busy during Valentine's (laughs) and I didn't participate and I paid the price and I regret it to this day.
0: But uh, you paid the the price not only with with additional TES, but in time spent putting in offers on those things.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. (laughs) How dare you point that out, that I spent hours a day in February putting in point one bid, TES bids for those. But yeah. Marlena's No, Marlinas. I participated in. I, I think I got. I
0: made nine. Of oh, you d- you did make nine quads or nine Marlinas. I'm sorry, nine nine quads. You're right. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I guess for some reason I had it in my head that you hadn't hadn't come in as hard on Marlenes, but obviously you did. That's a
2: substantial. I did it. I did a, I did a respectable amount.
0: So, okay. Um. Now, by this point, then. Let's just say, as we're as we're moving through each of these phases. So now, before you you sort of missed Valentine's, which is kind of understandable too, because it was a 24-hour window. You, you had to be on it and prepared and ready and in a position to move, right? Which is one of the fun parts of that drop. But for those other drops now, are you starting to, to look at the the drop mechanic itself as anything more than just the way to buy them? Are you picking up on on any of the stuff that I'm playing with, as far as the mechanic, well, itself.
2: well the the mechanic is the art. You know, uh, people a lot of people ask me like, um, "What like NFTs aren't art?" They'll say NFTs aren't art to me, and I say, "Oh, you're right. They are not. They are something less than art, and there's something more than art. The mechanic." is what the more than art part is and half of your project is a visual image and the other half is the mechanic and that's where you instigate social critique in the mechanic and some some more some more than others especially in the inserts lately <laughs> especially i mean you take the girlfriends for example <laughs> you know um, co-opting not pirating but co-opting a project like that a dead project or a for a dying project um and you know actually working with the creator of it and turning it into something else that's that kind of appropriation is that's that's real art so uh, yeah, i'm yeah i'm definitely
0: paying attention to the mechanic
2: that's like that's like the most fun part for me is trying to interpret what that mechanic means
0: well, and that I, I, it's one of those things where it's so important to me, and, and you know people will will hear me talk about the fact that I, I consider myself you know truly an NFT artist you know, in the sense of of using the NFT as as its own medium, right? Um, but for me, I don't I don't want to stand at the rooftops and shout out. Do you guys see what I'm saying and doing with this mechanic? Okay, I do like to leave that out there for those who, who care and, and, and want to think through it and want to get a sense of what, what's being said there. Um, I, I feel, and it's funny that we, and we'll, we'll actually kind of touch on this a little bit in this conversation, I think, but, but I feel that my intent now is to memorialize or Im- immortalize even the different mechanics in a way that that truly recognizes their their the moment of their birth and their moment of their distribution uh to put it in context later on as to, to really where I was okay. Um I started specifically doing that uh with madness right wherein madness is um the first one that I, I specifically said these four pieces you know we i I distributed all four colors and you know uh 256 individual pieces but i've kept those four one of ones that i minted uh as a sort of testament to that moment okay and i played with that at the end of uh the the marlena drop the colored marlenas the painted ones where we we did the first gif right um but but it's the same thing. It's, 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 it's immortalizing it blockchain-wise, but I'm also looking at what I didn't do in Marlena's at the time, which was to to speak about it because we were very underground still. We were very insulated, right? We, I wasn't sharing any of this stuff except in the grotto. But by the time we get past Valentine's, uh, I want to start talking about it, which is where this pod even comes about. I wrote about it. Okay, in the medium pieces, and I really feel that it becomes important now uh, in ways that I wish I had planned for early on, but it does become important to sort of say this is the moment that this is happening and acknowledging the mechanic in and of itself, not talking about what it is that I'm critiquing or commenting on, but acknowledging that to that moment because you're right. There, there is something about each of these drop mechanics that I'm saying something very specific um about the space about the the art world in general sometimes uh just about human nature um but but i i feel it's 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 i sort of did us a disservice as a project to have not done that from the the get-go now we we have to kind of go backwards and and do that but but going forward that that is that's that's what i'm doing and, and making sure of it
2: yeah, and um, when you um, there's a lot of room for interpretation. You don't you don't have to uh, you know interpret what you're doing for every um, insert drop, but it's clear now that every time you have one, it addresses some sort of need, or it's it reacts to what's happening in the moment, and that's that's the fun of it for me.
0: Well, and that's you know at the end of the day um because the social side of the project is, is i feel just as important to me um as that the the performance aspect of it right uh it should be something that is fun and engaging and exciting and innovative um because like i said i'm leaving it up to just maybe this select few that want to play with it from the 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 analytical standpoint or the artistic the you know critical standpoint, but I do want it to be something that the broader community, which is very much a part of the art, is the creation of the community, the, the, the culture, as you and i talked about. Um, but it's got to be fun. It's got to be intriguing. It's got to be exciting. It's got to grab us and keep our attention and inspire us to to move together, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, some of those some of those mechanics address what's happening in the large the larger broader culture. What's interesting to me is a lot of times those mechanics often just address what's happening within the grotto. They're they're influenced by <laughs> by the politics and sort of the relationships that are going on in the grotto, and they address needs there too. That's also a lot of fun to observe.
0: No, absolutely, and and, and that's that's absolutely a part of it, um, which is where. Again, I, I feel that the grotto itself becomes so important to the space because it it brings it brings that flexibility to me to uh, to recognize these minute things that are will be lost to to, to <laughs> the history of books on this one. It's a very personal situation that we're exploring at times, right? But the the react the interaction and the relationship that we I have with the grotto and that we have together does Allowing to shape the project as we go, addressing things very specifically, which again are only a couple hundred people can even, you know, understand the reference. Yeah, it's the only project that
2: I know where the the artist is communicating and sort of dictating things to the audience and the collectors, but the collectors are also dictating something back to the artist and they influence each other's behavior. And uh, instead of it just being a one-way relationship, which is basically almost every NFT collection, it's basically the artist just doing what they want to do and the collectors react or whatever. It's, um, it's really healthy and interesting. And, that, and it, and it keep, keeps me on board. That's what keeps me on board. You
0: know? well, yeah, and I think it, it keeps a lot of us excited about it. I mean, there, there are multiple facets that, that draw everybody in. There's no question, you know. Some people still look at this as a financial vehicle, right? And they, they still see it just in terms of profit and loss. And that's the, the limit to their engagement is what will bring me the most future profit, okay? Which I, I think is, is just as necessary to have those because we can reference them. You know, it allows us to call that out as a part of of this world. There is this sort of greed to the world, uh, and it plays out even in a utopia, right? Um, but but they also have those that come in for the the community, the camaraderie, the 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 friendship, and you know coexistence. There, there's some that come in for some sort of entertainment aspect. Some for you know maybe the fewest amount for for like the artistic engagement. Um, I'm here for the narrative. To be honest with you,
1: I love that your nine-year-old brain has created this universe where all these teams exist and interact, and that's what I'm anticipating the most, is like how this narrative continues to play out. Especially, I think that the defrocked card, Nolly, will bring a lot to the table with the running narrative between the teams.
0: Well, and that's – you have have now – yourself where you're engaging a lot you're putting an awful lot of your nft life into the grotto right it's it's a big focus of what you're doing and i remember that that happened that started to happen for you where it was rather than one of a multitude of projects but sort of your favorite project. you're your, the project you were most focused on with decorative gourds and the shana mystery that for for you kitch and correct me if i'm wrong was that moment where you you sort of pulled me aside and you said I get it now.
1: 100%. Right. Yeah, that's when I was like, "Oh, this is more than an art project or just I'm just releasing NFTs." You know, we've talked about the whirlwind of inside jokes mixed with the commentary on the space at large and the community aspects, but the the narrative is what is really drew me in and and nailed me to the wall and was like, "I want to see how this progresses. I want to see like how everything interacts and what's the story that's being told here. So that's, that's one of my favorite aspects of it.
0: And now, now FOMA you in, in New York, we sat down for a couple hours together and you told Mm -hmm. me that the moment for you that was like, okay, I I get it now I'm in, I'm going to, I'm going to commit a decent amount of my time to this is, is the the franchise era, right? Mm -hmm. And so walk me through that, if you don't mind, as far as why is that the turning point for you?
2: Well, before then, you know, with any project, you ask yourself, why am I here? You know, why am I um, giving so much of my resources, time and money to this project? And, uh, you know, I would waffle back and forth. It's a great project but i wasn't sure why i was participating and then i was looking f- i was looking for a reason to invest more okay and you sent a form and the form asked what is your favorite team and i knew exactly what you were fucking up to I I absolutely knew that you were gonna make teams and we were gonna compete with, uh, with each other. And I even said it in a private DM to you and you never responded to me. I and I was like so I joined the subs because it's my favorite it was my favorite collection. And I thought, God damn it, he's making teams. This is brilliant. We're going to have to compete against one another, but also be friends and 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 or, or is he gonna do this? I don't know. Um, I hope he does. And you did. And I was so pleased. I was like, so just thrilled that you knew that that was the moment to do that. I don't know how long you had the idea leading up to it, but, um, and I thought this is this is a project that I really want. I, I'm actually at that point I shifted my resources away from all the other things I was kind of interested in and just focused on threesomes because uh, I knew I was going to get some kind of return on my investment. I don't mean financially only, I just meant, I knew I knew that there was going to be a real culture that was going to evolve from this project, uh, not a community. I don't even know what that even means but a culture. So, and I was not, and I was right. I mean, I was not mistaken. Since then, it's only been a short time. Uh, the whole tenor of the project has changed, in my opinion. Um, the whole, the whole, vibe, the whole of the vibe of the vibe project,
0: was changed. It was so, it's so funny. There's like no way to explain it to somebody
2: who is outside of the space. Um, it's changed, it's changed a lot, changed a lot. and, and uh, anyway, anyway, that's that, that's, that that's that
0: journey. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I I've noticed um, I've noticed a, a change as I've been going the last few weeks as we're going back through sort of a recap of some of these mechanics on the pod here, right? And I'm I'm revisiting, so I'm going back into the grotto. I'm going back into what was the grotto like the first week of July. OK, what was it like the second week of August? What's it like in September? The gr- you, you, you hit it right there. The grotto has changed drastically from what it was last summer. And quite honestly, we've had sort of a turnover in participants. And a lot of the participants that were such major presences in the grotto last year um would be in the driver's seat as far as the franchise era with as far as the, the 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 collections they had, the early adaption that they they made as far as picking up pieces and stacking wallets and preparing themselves. Now it turned out that they they were doing that as a consequence of being near the grotto at the time the drops happened. They just They were so cheap and easy to get by comparison to today. And they happened to be there and they were there because they were just living a body grotto lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Okay. The grotto was just this place where it was a lot of, um, you know, in NFT speak degens, right. It was in, in, you know, the typical world degenerates, uh, you know, who are literally just sitting there with Dick jokes, and fart jokes, and um, all sorts of things that were maybe better suited to other platforms to allow us to get to the point that I wanted to take. (laughs) Right? Now, it played in with early 3's persona, played in with some of the early themes that were going to be announced. And I knew that. And so it made sense. But the turning point, as I, I, I said, you know, this is not the grotto that we're going to need to go on. Okay, shutting doors. So now we've got everybody locked in. And then sort of slowly moving people out that weren't here for the right reasons. Curating the discord,
1: yeah. if you will. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Yes, I carefully curated my discord. but what happened is you know um we some of some of those people still have managed to fill in their forms okay they still managed to sort of just hang on by the skin of their teeth to to the train that is now barreling by okay um but it's not their grotto and i think we see that and there there's there's a bit of, of melancholy there in that we've got some guys who who were they're sort of your your childhood buddies you know they were like oh yeah we used to go throw rocks at, at, at passing cars <laughs> or something <laughs> but but now at this point in our life we don't need to be throwing rocks at passing cars and and a couple guys still on Saturday nights, that's what they like to go do after a couple. So you know, <laughs> they, they come by like going, "Hey, you guys want to throw rocks at cars?" And we're like, "No, man, that's not what we're doing anymore." <laughs> so um, there was that, that that sort of transition there, but it was necessary. And and I know that along the lines, you know, we broke some hearts, we 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 hurt some feelings, we broke some hearts, and and basically you know, became too cool for the kids we were last summer, okay? We had a very different experience between summer camp sessions, okay? And now we've we've been out and we've seen the world, you know? Our mom took us to Paris for the weekend, uh, whatever. But we've, <laughs> we've got a different view of things now. And, and so um, it's funny that most people don't didn't pick up on the transition that was coming as early as you did Fomo boy with that form a simple form just to clarify this was a form and it had one question on it okay you know we I chose the
1: remember. same team we were both subs to start
0: i do remember that
1: of course i do it was great you know we both so, ended up on different teams now but um we worked together i mean we, we split the 14 and 15 and got it done and it done and, and nfts reached out and tried to uh sign Boy, and it's too expensive expensive for us us. he got
0: he yeah he's the the big the big star um of course the other contracts came along to as happens in sports right you were only the highest paid for a short amount of time but you go down as the first major contract in the history of the grotto um we'll see about that next season (laughs) (laughs) walk me walk me through the change because as I look at it, okay, being threes and, and seeing every in and out and knowing the, the, the in and outs ahead of time, right? But seeing the participation and seeing the moves and seeing FOMO Boy as we know him. FOMO Boy is now a legend. I mean, FOMO, you've gone from being in the shadows, being a ghost, to being one of the most prominent members of the grotto and certainly of the cardinale. But... By, de, by, you know, by default, the grotto knows FOMO is a force, right? So if, if we're looking at it, you getting that big contract, we have other people that got big contracts that didn't necessarily deliver. Mm-hmm. You took the weight of a franchise on your shoulders. And you've done amazing work. Tell me about that. Is there something to you feeling that you've got to earn that salary? Is there is there something to you? Yeah. How, how does that happen?
2: I uh, during um, during the contracts before anyone was signed during before the um, franchise era, I reached out to most of the teams and I told them what my intent was. I told them that I was going to participate a lot more. I told them about, about you know the vision I had, and you know I kind of I sold myself to the teams, and some were responsive, and I thought I was worth a certain amount, and you know one or two teams responded to that. So when I finally got my contract. I realized I really did have to produce, but I wanted to, I really wanted, to, I, I saw the potential in what the franchise era could be. And I thought, uh, you know, I have something to offer. Let's, you know, let's reward the team who pays the most for me. So that <laughs> that's exactly, exactly, what, exactly what, that's that's what I've been doing.
0: I'm curious, I've, I'm, I'm curious. Did you do you have a number that if you if, if you hadn't been offered that you would have not signed, you would have said, no, sorry? I guess I can be told now. Yeah. You're, you're I reached up. out
2: to, I reached out to Ashley. I was in a DM with Ashley Wicker and I said, I want to be a cardinale. My requested salary is 666. <laughs> <laughs> and And he put me through my paces and was like, oh, that's very amusing. That's a very amusing number for a member of the Catholic church. What are you going to do for us? And um, I told him and I told him what I was worth and it turned out, you know, it turned out the way it did. And, you know, the subs really, uh, really came through and I was very flattered by that. But I'm happy to be a card in
0: So. I mean, I'll, s- I'll say this, that there's no question that you've you've earned your salary. I mean, you lived up to it. You, you, you became a, a, a superstar. You became, uh, as far as players go, the face of the franchise. Were you playing for another franchise that, that didn't have a megalomaniac owner? Hmm. Um you know, driving every headline towards himself, you would be the most famous person in the grotto. But unfortunately, eccentric billionaire Ashy Wicker uh, can't help himself but steer. It's a really good directly relationship directly to the the cameras.
2: I really feel like it's the team I belong on, though. It's 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 a very good relationship. We all really gel, and we're so creative there, and. Uh, we have so many plans for the future, and such so ambitious plans, and and we have the resources to make those things happen. So it's it's really the right place for me. I hope I can stay there.
1: I mean, <laughs> worth every time. I mean, you're number seven, you're seven. on the biggest fans, fans. with 162, 162 tokens, tokens, and then number ten on the biggest buyers ever. So you're up there. Well, well, thanks,
2: Kish. Um, only number seven.
1: There's only that's six tough. people. It's like retro. Some wallet I don't know.
2: I think that 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 the the I think that's only by unique tokens. You need to look at the quality of the collection. You need to look at the rare inserts <laughs> that are one ones. A connoisseur, you know. You True. This to, only takes into account...
1: The regular uh, threesomes wallet, no quadsomes, valentines, or any or of the other wallets. Harsh madness, of which yeah. I own
0: so many. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you just say madness? You, you. It's insane. I think he has a hefty percentage, probably in the ten to twenty percent range of <laughs> and madness. It's remarkable. Um, do you know off the top of your head how many three friends you still own? Five. Yeah, and there's only 26 total, I believe, or 27 total. So Yeah. um, We thought uh, you were going to burn
1: many more of those uh, during the season there. So well played.
2: So well played. Well, we'll see. We'll see. You know, the interesting thing about um, the chase for the final card is that you had these impossible, you know, impossible tasks like the Valentines and whatnot that would have cost an incredible amount of you know, assets. And then you had the easiest one, which was just burning three friends. Well, you know, how are they equivalent? How is that an equivalent sacrifice? So I'm kind of banking on the fact that maybe it was an equivalent sacrifice, that there might be some sort of future utility, but who
1: knows?
0: I'm not asking. You know. I could not believe how many three friends were burnt. Because, because the grotto sure loved to go on and on about how dare you burn a three friends. I would never. <laughs> oh, you're the scourge of the earth getting rid of your your little you know <laughs> rabbit or whatever was burned along the way. And you just have a
1: funeral for each one, and then we just stop doing that. Who cares?
0: We certainly stopped doing that when the time came for a 14. Um, Yeah, no, it was, I, I, a lot of people that were very loud about never burning their three friends got that form in immediately. (laughs) Um, So talk to me if you don't mind, FOMO, you, you, you approached me and, and informed me that you're going to be creating a gallery. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you just walk us through, uh, I, I couldn't do it justice in explaining it the way that you did to me, um, but please just, just tell us about this. Sure, the,
2: the brilliant artist Xerox last week or had an um, event called um, Collab Rooms in which he invited you know, some of the best artists in Tezos to collaborate. I think there were 12 collaborations. And um, the works were for sale. And for the event, he commissioned Beats to create a spiral gallery, which is a uh, on cyber. You know, it's com- compatible with on cyber platform, and it's beautiful. And I had to have one because uh, initially I wanted to have a space for the Cardinale Vatican collection to be displayed, which we're in the process of putting together now. But after I bought it, I realized that there needs to be an efficient vehicle for people who are new to the threesomes project or curious to understand it quickly in a very visual way. And I thought, why not put on a comprehensive you know, why not stage an exhibition that just shows chronologically how the project has evolved and sort of at every, you know, curate it? It wouldn't be comprehensive. You're no, you wouldn't want to show every single monster, but just maybe two of them and a few of the, and, and every, and an example of every single insert and, you know, educate people in a really efficient way, you know how this project works and what it's about, and maybe offer a little bit of interpret- artistic interpretation too. And, and uh, you know, suggest that there's, you know, a bigger picture here, how it, you know, how it um, critiques the whole space and how it critiques life, really. So that is something that we're going to work on in the next month. <laughs> it's going to take a while um, because I'm going to have wall texts that explain what's going on. And I want to get those just right. Uh, you know, throwing up the, the images on the wall will take a few hours, but I want to get the um, the uh, scholarship just right, you know? So that's
0: what's, that's, what's cooking with the Cardinale. So you're going to have uh text that are you, were you going to do, anything multimedia there are you are you uh is it just going to be text and the images have you thought through um at one point i thought in that in one of the messages that you'd mentioned something about voice or something about uh, that's possible in uh, maybe
2: every in every in every know. in every room there's the, the potential for audio as well uh we could we could do that
1: just an old lfg running on repeat <laughs> We would, we would want it,
2: the, LF, the LFG is, is there if you wanna take a deep dive. If you have a short attention span, which most people do, we're gonna have this exhibition. And I mean, it's not that, it's, it's gonna be kind of, it's a deep dive as well, actually. But it's just gonna be a component to, the, like kind of educational tools that are available to the public to, you know, wrap their heads around this project, which I think, uh, you know, more people need to do.
1: I think a utility gallery would be really cool too, to showcase the major utility pieces down the road. Definitely all, uh, all the utility pieces.
0: Yeah. Love it. So, you know, you'd said that initially your idea was, was to put the, the Cardinale Vatican, uh, collection there. Right. You want yeah. to tell us about what, what plans you guys have um, for that? Because I, this is one of those moments you've heard me recently. Since the season ended, um, I really made a point of, of acknowledging the, the growth of the Cardinale and the path that you guys are on as far as, as really embracing the idea of an autonomous franchise, uh, not simply a group of people who collect my work. Right? You, you, you're, you're really evolving into your own culture. So, so walk me through what you're thinking as far as the, the, Vatican, uh, the Cardinale Vatican collection.
2: Sure, well, uh, first I'm just gonna say that the last, as you go through the spiral gallery, the last room will be a very small collection representing the Cardinale collection to demonstrate what is possible during the franchise era to people. Uh, You know, it's part of the story. Um, But the Cardinale Collection is, uh, honestly, it's a branding experiment, just as all of the art that was commissioned by the Vatican and the Catholic Church during the Renaissance is basically an infomercial for, you know, Christianity, you know, we are taking that cue and inspired by that historical fact and we would like to commission artists uh, to make religious inspired art. They can they have a lot a wide latitude to interpret that task. Um, but it, it has to kind of be cardinelli centric. There has to be some sort of um, reference to the team and um, we're gonna put it in a collection like the Vatican collection. So it's we're providing patronage to artists and we are uh, kind of perpetuating the team and the, and the, and the image and the brand. And um, I think it's gonna be a very uh, mutually beneficial arrangement for
0: everybody so this is this is exactly the vision here i mean to to, you guys one season in because we got to be honest this is the first real franchise season right before there were simply introduction of mechanics introduction of concept um, but there was no there was no practical use of the franchise pattern that we're now establishing right So this is the first season. So so one season in and you have a team which is now taking it on themselves to grow as their own culture, to step aside, to acknowledge, yes, we are born of the threesomes project. Okay. We carry the name. We're the threesomes cardinale, but but to step out and, and say now let us grow let us be let us exist and let us run with this i, I when i look at the project and and, and, I, and i try to do this less and less but i still am am, am the sort to to look for up here to hope that there's somebody out there that i can measure myself against that i can gauge my own forward movement you know um if you're just swimming alone in the ocean, it's really hard to know how far you've gone, right? If you don't have these points to, to measure against, to somebody that can, you know, to, to, to gauge your movement against. But as I look at that, and we look at what are considered the successful projects and what are considered the, the leaders in the space, and if you, if you place engagement and, and, and size of community... collector base size okay and you put it alongside what we have we're dwarfed with this tiny little sliver with this tiny you know microcosm down here happening where you have these other huge collections huge collector bases huge quote-unquote communities the very nature of base series and the release of teams and the release of the the main core threesome's project is such and i've made it such and i control it as such that it's a very small community it should be it needs to be to keep it the the to keep it intact because i'm i'm so particular of the narrative that i'm telling and and how i'm able to carry forth and, and drive that through it can't be done on great scale it loses, it loses its interest at 1,000, 3,000, 5,000 collectors because the, some of the control is gone as far as the base core project. But if we look at 24 franchises, which is where we're headed, okay, and we look at 24 different cultures coming out of them, some will take longer to mature some will take longer to find their focus you guys the cardinale to do it like that is just a testament to who's in it and a testament to to what is possible and i think that that you are setting the standard not just for the way that people interact with my my paintings during a season we're already going to see other teams going oh shit we see how they do that we need to do that you're already setting standards but when when other teams wake up to the reality that you are fostering an entire culture and developing projects and moving into whatever, you know, having the, 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 the luck of, 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 being able to watch every franchise develop. You know, I'm the only one who has access to see what everybody's doing. Everybody else is operating independently. Some people might not realize that, but in the grotto, when we're talking about these franchises, they are closed groups within, they can organize and and conduct business on their own terms. It's not out in the open for everybody, right? Some of that's strategy, but others just staying within a culture. But to see the Cardinale set this path where there will be 24 truly independent groups, independent cultures running whatever it is they wanna run. We already know that the elephant men, that's gonna be how many of us will die (laughs) In real life, (laughs) and how quickly can we run that through? Okay, whatever it is, they're definitely focused on that part of the lifestyle. But every team will have this, and so now I'm telling you that that my project can't handle a thousand Mm -hmm. hardcore collectors. Okay, it's not built for it. It doesn't. it, It changes it. I I would rather have, and I've always said this. I'd rather have. 20 or 40 or 80 or 200 dedicated collectors who are going to put the time and fucking effort and energy that I demand of them To be a part of it. Okay but Let's just say that that distills down to 10 Hardcore dedicated threesomes collectors on each franchise That's 240 Okay, let's just call it 250, but i'm talking every day all the time do what it takes, commit their lives to it, run the franchises, run the cultures, come up with it, become the FOMO boys and the Neil Queen Jones and the Ashy Wickers, okay? When you have every franchise doing this, they now are developing their own 100 followers, 100 specific members of that culture, collectors of whatever it is that they're putting out there, participants in what their world is, Okay. All of a sudden, if every one of those 24 teams has hundred collectors, we have 2400 collectors. If they, have, if they get to 200, we have 5,000 fucking collectors. And all of a sudden the scale is there to say, holy shit, this really is a top level NFT project that can be compared now. To the others that can look at those engagement numbers and say, This this is not just comparable, this is head and shoulders above anything that's out there. This is a actual living, breathing art project at a scale that may never be seen before. You know, and that's 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 what this is, and that's what the steps that we've needed to take. And again, this summer I was in the desert reminding myself that time moves on the way it moves and I don't need to, to sprint to it. Right. We've got a lot of time. I can keep myself healthy enough to, to do this, to see this through, to put it in, to get the 24 teams out there. The moment that 24 team happens, I may hop a fucking yacht down in the South seas with the elephant man and never come back. Yeah, how's the okay. keto diet going? Oh, it's, Fucking don't even worry about it. <laughs> don't even worry about it. But it's right there, it's on the periphery. I know it's there. It's attainable. Don't worry though, kitsch. Jesus.
1: <laughs> I just want more stories of you frying cheese in a pan and using
0: it as your tortilla or whatever. Hey, look, it's right now I'm not. Yeah, you got me. You got me.
2: And Dr. Pepper and Heavy Cream. What the <laughs> It's, I'm, I'm gonna have to have an intervention.
0: <laughs> might, to protect might. my investment. To protect my investment. <laughs> well, that's a, that's the thing. You might have to fight Luch, who's he's he feels we're ready. That we're ready to run me out the door. <laughs> Luch is the one sending me boxes of, of treats. Um, but no, we, I I I will, and it is my commitment. Okay. To stay alive. Make it through this. Stay alive. <laughs> To get us through 24 franchises okay um but no it's i i see it it's there it works we already the cardinali to me are proof of concept on 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 level after level as much as that asshole eccentric billionaire ashy wicker gets my goat he you know, he's, he's, he's fostered a culture. Um, look, he really is. In, in the sense, the, the fact that the, the Cardinali get it, isn't it fitting that they're talking about this as church-sponsored art, okay? Uh, the, you know, the reason for the Renaissance, the reason for an art market to begin with, right? All of this comes out of that. Isn't it fitting that the, the, of the franchises, the one that saw the light first, and says, fuck it, there's something to do here. We, there's a racket to be run. <laughs> and they're going to do it. And they're doing it. It's just, it's beautiful. And, and you know, do you, do you see yourself... Oh, now, here's a question for you. Because the, the talk is often that Ashi is the Pope. I mean, that's, that's tossed around not uncommonly. Okay? But do you see yourself rising to any ranks beyond Cardinali? Do you are you waiting for that, that puff of white smoke at some point? Do you do you see yourself running a franchise? Running a franchise?
2: Um, no, I no, 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 I have not thought of that at all. Uh, no, I'm happy. Where, I'm happy the The hierarchy of the cardinale is is kind of
0: just perfect right now, everybody's happy where they are. So,
2: this, um, uh,
0: this is fun for me because. Why? This is the first time that I feel. I feel like we're in this insane alternate universe sports talk radio, where we have we have superstar, uh, free agent, extraordinaire coming through, delivering, and now we're here saying, "Hey, tell us about this season. What do you think? You ever going to run your own team? You ever going to buy into this? Are you going to be a Derek Jeter and buy a team down the road?" I love it. I feel. I feel very much that <laughs> even though none of the questions go that way they all go that way and it's so much fun
2: well anything's possible in this project let's let's leave it at that that's the beauty of it there's so many possibilities uh, the good
0: lord willing things will work out We just got to play it one day at a time <laughs> <Go> ahead, throw <laughs> all the cliches out there for one day. <laughs>
2: evasive cliches
0: <laughs> um well you know what I, I love that you came by um Kitch, do you have anything else? I mean, with this has been a long one. We've already put FOMO on the spot an awful lot. I don't have do anything have any extra. I, I just
1: love uh, this series. I hope we continue having more collectors on and getting their story of you know how they entered the the threesomes universe. So I, I didn't realize today that FOMO Boy beat me into uh, the grotto. I don't think I started until the you know fourth card maybe in the X's or something like that. So um, it's funny enough. that you're lurking in the shadows and then just overtook everybody
0: slowly and quietly. <laughs> uh, boy, do you have anything else that you want to end on? No, just
2: that I look forward to you interviewing more collectors. I want to I hear you know, their experience and perspective on the project. There's so much, it's so rich and it's so broad there's so many ways to see it and there's probably a whole lot of different experiences and I want to, want to hear about them. So I hope you do that again with a lot of the other, you know, collectors.
0: No, I think, I think we will. I, there's nothing going to stop us. I mean, um, I do want to say, um, and I, I, I thank you very much for, for acknowledging me on ways um, that, that mean a lot to me. And, and acknowledging the project and believing in it and and making those choices that you did and and putting so much of your life into it it, it just means the world to me um on on every possible level it's it's an absolute joy to have you in the project and to cl- to, to consider you a friend and um and it just it, i thank you and i thank you for coming on and i thank you for being the first because it's uh it's important that that you sort of kick us off with your your take on this on this whole thing it's a it's it means a lot to me
2: well that's beautiful to hear it has uh being part of this project has really enriched my life and i think um i think i won't be disappointed in the coming years i think it's only going to get better and better and uh more fun and more rewarding
0: uh, we locked that up. I hope we got the perfect sound bite on that one, Kitch, because uh, <laughs> that, that might be the new the new intro to all of this stuff. <laughs> um, thank you, guys. Uh, it was a fun one. Uh, we'll figure something out for next week. But right now, I can't wait to hit this one and, and listen to it over and over again this week. <laughs> 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 all right, guys. I love you both. Thank you very love much. You guys. We'll, Bye. Uh, Bye, guys. We'll see you soon. Bye.